through over 50 years of research, field testing, and feedback from influencers like myself and everybody else that went to the Churchill Downs uh, Kentucky Derby this year for the Yukonuba trip, um, influencers, con uh, consumers, Yukonuba has really scientifically formulated diets for peak condition and sporting dogs. They also commit to the health and well-being of the dogs, embracing every decision that they make about the food. Yukonuba maintains a dog-first mentality to their animal protein-led formulations that reject the current consumer trends in favor of a balanced nutrition profile. This is what makes Yukonuba Premium Performance Dog Food your dog, your sporting dog's number one superior nutrition choice when it comes to keeping up the health and well-being of these guys. Check out the Premium Performance 3020 blend at yukonuba.com. You can also find it at petsmartchewy.com. Also, throughout this episode, you're going to hear us talk a bit about a uh, bird launcher and the Lindley method and things like that. That bird launcher that I'm talking to, came, talking about, came from uh, Lion Country Supply, the world's premier hunting dog supplier. And I also want to thank Dakota 283 Kennels for, for providing unparalleled pet protection. The G3 Signature Series Kennels are built to last a lifetime. You can use my promo code TGDN10 for 10% off any regular price Dakota 283 kennel. Gundog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by OnX Hunt, crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters, anglers, and landowners. Download the OnX Hunt app from your phone's app store today and check out onxmaps.com for more inside OnX. Another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. This is your host, Darrell Smith. And I just want to kind of bring you guys up to speed on a few things. Just a couple of, you know, one last little announcement. Um, if you are in the Atlanta area and you are familiar with the Pont City Market area, Ball and Buck, I've been doing some work up there, just kind of, you know, really helping the store. So, um, you know, kind of transition down here from Boston. Well, Ross 2 um, and I are going to set up, we're working on putting together a live podcast um, in store. So if you are in town on in Atlanta around uh, the 19th, July 19th is what we are tentatively kind of planning for. I'll keep you guys updated through social media, Facebook, so on and so forth with more details. But come by the store. Um, it's going to be around 6 to 9. That's what we're thinking. But yeah, we're thinking about doing a little live, you know, something a little live and in store. So this episode was also really, really cool. It's Dave Jonesy. Um, we talk a lot about 
you know, his background and, and the book training with Mo, because he was mentored by Mo Lindley. And, uh, you know, we really get down to a lot of very, very, very interesting um, things that I didn't know about the Lindley Method and, um, you know, just a, a breakdown of it. So hang in there with me. Um, this is going to be a two-parter. I mean, it was, it was long and Dave can definitely put down some information, um, but it was all dope. It was all good. So anywho, this right here is the episode with Dave Jones of Jonesy's Gun Dogs. This is the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. Stay tuned. You know, Joe speaks very, very highly of you, man. Um, yeah. You know, and so this is, I mean, if, if, if I didn't give the, the formalized introduction, this is Dave Jones of Jonesy's Gun Dogs. <laughs> okay, we, we got we got to be all formal and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I mean, I, I'm pretty much easy going. I met Joe, oh, shoot, back when, uh, I mean, Facebook wasn't even really evolved. Yeah, I think everybody was on on MySpace or something. Oh, you threw it. You, you, you <laughs> took it back there, didn't you? Yeah. I told you the other day, it was black on TV, it was still black and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that bad, though. But, I mean, it was early, early 2000, I guess, I met Joe through Gundog Forum. Dang, man. So, what was, what was, what was the Gundog world like back then? Like, what was, what was that like? Well, I don't know. I mean, it ain't much different than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, they worry about all the champions and all the stuff. They don't ever look at the dogs. You know what I mean? Or what mm-hmm. the dogs have produced or kept up with what they produced out of their dogs or all that stuff. I mean, it's just an opinion from what I see sitting back eating my popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But, you know, I mean, you can't get good pointy on it, but I mean, it's pretty much the truth. Everybody works about the tails, and nobody works about the heads. Right. You know, the brains is where your work's at. Right. The brains is what you got to teach. So, yeah. when you, so I guess that's the first thing you would tell anybody, like, a new young guy coming in, saying, I want a dog, and I want my dog to look like a champion. What's the first thing you gonna tell him? Be heard of the dog. Okay. You know, there's no, there's no concept. You don't slap on, on your work because your dog and my dog can be two totally different dogs, two totally different mindsets, two totally different. And your dog can be two, two days. My dog, my dog. Yeah. You know, you got to adjust. And because when you set a time, you start forcing stuff or forcing stuff onto the dog that it's not really ready for yeah, 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 and so I mean the expectation over time has it's more or less been the same, and I guess that's a byproduct of folks having high expectations for dogs. But 
you know, you don't really hear people talking about the character of their dog, if that makes sense. They're talking about all the accomplishments and all the accolades and what looks good, and especially on social media, it's nice to post stuff. But do you really think that we're that folks nowadays are really concerned about the dog's character in training? No. I think it's more they, they want that picture perfect moment. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot a lot of the boogers happen or a lot of the problems happen because they're too worried about getting that oh, oh my gosh, look at that picture and um they ain't paying attention to the dog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the dog steps, the dog does this does that and it, it goes right over top of their head. Yeah. You know, because they're not paying attention to what they're working. Man, you can do an hour with a picture that you can put yourself or something down. Yeah. You know. I mean, and and that's something that, you know, on a on a personal level, Dave, I have to be mindful of on my own. You know, I got this six month old pointer pup and he is just rocking out. You know, what I'm saying the way I'm teaching him, whoa, is, is, is on the barrel. Well, he's rocking out, you know, what I'm saying doing that. But that doesn't mean necessarily that he's ready to move on to the next thing so quickly. He may have gotten on top of that barrel and been a rock star in the classroom, but we might not be ready to move on. And that's been my biggest, um, you know, one of my biggest takeaways with this with this new dog. With with the barrel work, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're intimidating that dog to stand still. You're not teaching nothing. All you're teaching him is, is his legs are going to get real wild, but if something happens. Yeah. If yeah. he leans a little bit, or he does this a little bit, or you know, whatever. Okay. If he doesn't do it exactly like you want him to do it. Something bad's going to happen. Right. So how okay. how do you um? Because I, I do my bear work a little differently, but how how do you go about teaching your dog woe then? Uh, I, I teach him stop and stand. I don't name it. Okay. Yeah. A dog's always, 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 always going to read your eyes, your voice, and your touch. Yep. In a positive way. Or it's going to be in but he will read your, whatever. They're going to read your voice and your touch. Okay. Okay. Most people, they want that big hoo-ha moment at the very start. And the dog's not ready for that. Now, I'll go into that here in a little bit. But you teach that dog to stop and stand, give it just a minute. When it stands still, I don't care how its tail is, I don't care how its it is, you're changing the rules in its routine, period. Yeah. When you change the rules on any of the routine, something's going to happen, okay? So on this scenario, when he stops and stands, cool. I'm going to step to the side a little bit, help him to stand still, get on him. All right, come on, let's go. I don't do it for 20 seconds or an hour or any of that crap. I do it for two seconds, one second. All I want is get something that I can cue off of him or that I can cue for him to understand that's what I want. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's where your touch helps with that. Right. You know, I mean, you, you don't, you don't pet them. And when, when you got a dog, that's, that's a big wiggler. Mm-hmm. It's almost looks like you're going to wiggle out of their skin when you use your voice or, you, you know, you talk to them or you touch them or that kind of stuff, that particular type of dog. I'm not going to talk much and I ain't going to pet until we're done. Because I'm getting that dog in trouble by using my voice and using my touch. Yep. See what I'm saying? So when I teach him to stop and stand, instead of petting all the way down the side of his body and all that stuff, I'm just going to pat him. Come on, let's go. 
you know what I'm saying? Yep. When you can get a lot cleaner work with the woven stuff after you teach them to stop and stand and you call them condition it and do all your, your other foundation stuff first. Okay. Okay. Because when you got them up on the barrel and you're saying, whoa, and all that stuff, you, you're, you're making everything a bad thing because he's not standing still and he's not doing this. And, and you know, you're not going to bury one and all that crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and you'll see it's kind of like the same with horse fetch and we'll go into that if you want to, too. Oh, I, I absolutely do. I, I do. I, uh, I want to do a, some barrel dialogue, too, because I'm interested in what you think about my approach as well. But I do want to get into force fetch. This is going to be a good conversation, I can already tell. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the, the, like force fetching, I don't even fetch until we're done. I don't even working until we're done. Yeah. Yeah. When you spit it out, I'm going to color correct you. And, and, and I mean, I've had it on Facebook before and seen style before. You know, I'm not going to you to put that back in your mouth. You shut that collar off. I don't. I'm not frying. I'm not toe pulling anymore. Very few dogs do I have to toe pull anymore in a pinch. I don't have to hurt the dogs no more. We nag them. Yeah. We continuously nag them until they they comply. And then when they set the collar off, hey, add a boy. You know, you talk. I mean, it's like you and and your wife. You talk to your your kids. You know, hey, love you, babe. I'm proud of you. You put that, that thought onto the dog with your touch. And, and your voice um, tone to help them understand, oh, this is all he wants then. Right. And they'll test you. They're going to test you. Right. Changing the rules. You're making them do something they don't want to do. Right. Right. But, um, well, and, and I, I like that approach. Um, cause, so now with my young dog, I'll give you an example. My young dog was naturally a hold and carry, and I just kind of studied him when I first got him, right? I let him out in the yard. He'd go get the biggest stick he could and just run around the yard, run around the yard, and and just kind of parade around it, right? Sure. To me, that was an indicator that this dog will fetch. You know, that it it was kind of like, oh. That dog loves having something in his mouth. Right. Let's build on that. Right. Why would I pinch it or hitch it to make them not want to do it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and to a extent, yeah, you know, most of the problems is there's too many throws. Okay. So you bring Bobby out and, and probably make blisters, throws good up in your face, everything blisters after that, after that item that's thrown. Right. Okay. Well, he comes back and then they do another one. And then he comes back, and they do another one, and they do another. Okay, they wear the dog out, they bore it. There's nothing changes in that. There's no going with sticks. There's no changing from short grass to tall grass. There, there's no some you know retrieval of diversions to change what he's doing. Right. It's not hard to him now. He's he's knocked out four or five times in a row. Why keep doing that when he's going to create? Okay. Um, let me see how I want to say that. When, 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 you, when you're kind of creating a booger, and what I mean by that is dogs are smart, and you've got X amount of seconds to help build them. Everything we do today should benefit us for tomorrow with a dog. And no matter if it's just what's coming in the tunnel, everything we do today should benefit us for tomorrow. Right. You yourself with having kids, 
if I have a new dog come in and my daughter's here with me, you know, she'll ask me, do I, do I feed him? Uh, let me feed him. You know, I don't know how he's going to act. I don't know if he's going to snap at you when they're eating. I don't know if he's going to try to food fight with other, but, you know, I don't have anything about him, so I'm not going to put her in harm's way. Right. But I watch that dog daily. Every time I feed, every time I water, every time I'm cleaning food, I watch him daily to see what he does and how he does it. So when my daughter does say, hey, Dad, can I help? Yeah, come on, baby. He's all right. Right. You know, go ahead and feed him. Right. And I'm going to be standing right there. Um, with the, uh, oh, I got sidetracked. With the, um, force fetching. Uh, yeah, with the force fetch stuff, people cause a dog to question yourself. Though it's fun as hell and we love doing it and it's very interesting. They cause the dog to question himself because there's no change in what they're doing. Right. So now, a lot of times, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, now, how do you create that? How do you personally create that change? Well, I mean, if I get it done one time, perfect, I'm done. I'm going to put you up one more. And then the next time, I'm going to go, I mean, you can do a field or a pond, you know, 10, 15 different ways. Yeah. Put them in a spot to where it's a little bit harder. You know, set the dog up to where they can be successful and see it all the way to the ground. But they've got to go through some stuff or over some stuff or you know, whatever. Right. Um, you you, you got to put a little extra oomph in it to get to where they want to go. Or, to, you know, you got to put a little extra oomph in it to help the dog drive itself to go deeper or to go through what's right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of going... 15 foot on the other side of the stick pile there, man, go right at the edge of his go right in the stick pile. Right. Make them get in there and, and get it. You yeah. know, don't, don't give them an opportunity to go around. Right. There's no need to go around it. Go through it. You'll get them faster. They don't understand that. But that's, that kind of, you know, in my opinion, or in my opinion, yeah. that shows you what you got. Who's going to do that at eight weeks old, ten weeks old, twelve weeks? I'm not. I'm not taking. You know, making it super, super, super extreme hard. I'm just giving them little things to go over. You know, a log laying there. You know, um, that kind of stuff. If you build small, work big. Right. You know. And that's for your retrievers and your pointers. Yeah. It's yeah. For whatever. Yeah. You know. So I mean, even even when I'm working a young dog, a young pointer, you know, or a dog, or, or you know, versus a dog or whatever. Man, I'm gonna let you carry it. I'm gonna put a long cord on so they can carry you. You let them carry it and walk yourself up the cord. So you hand over hand yourself up to the dog as they're walking. You're turning and shortening your length up to where you're at with that dog. Kneel down and get on their level so you're not into, you're not intimidating or you're not causing them to go. Oh my God, you know, what's gonna happen now? You know, man, get in there, bud. Talk to them like you know. I mean, that's stupid. You know, you don't know anything. You know, they don't know what you're saying. They can't. They, they don't understand English. They understand your tongue. Right. Right. And we pet on them and love on them and allow them to hold it even when they've already carried it from forty yards. You know, honey, I'm just on a distance of there, but you want to carry your pets around. Mm-hmm. And you know, and get on there that way. What you got? You know, let me see. You know, ask them to drop and. Uh, you know, they're all happy. They got to sell it on for you, and you'll see. And you probably seen this yourself. They almost walk on the tiptoes, mm-hmm. and they're proud. 
that moment is the best I could do. Right, right. Build on that. And that's that's what I've been doing, um, you know, with my young dog. I, actually, I did it with my retriever and my pointer. But, you know, with my pointer, I'll let him, you know, snatch up a pigeon here and there. I don't want to take it away from him. Just enjoy it. Like, just exactly. go and do your thing. And then when I call him to me, he brings it right to hand. It's not that, you know, it's not rocket science. Right. You know. People want to think people. They don't want to think like dogs. Right. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, and I love everybody. I promise you, man. But it just—it's—it's it's man's way. We have to have full freaking control over everything. Right. But we're not getting nothing done. Mm-mm. That has been the way of man since the dawn of time, my friend. And... Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and that's what—I mean—that's what messes people up with the message. Yeah. You know, because it's too black and white, and there's no—you know. I don't know, me and Maurice laugh at each other, you know, because you're like, oh, man, I'm sweating. We're so hard on this dog. Da, da, da. And me and Maurice said, man, if I'm sweating that bad, he said, it better be hot out. <laughs> I don't have to be that extreme. Right. <laughs> it, it just doesn't. And, you know, and I want to get to, you know, Mr. Lindley at, yeah. throughout the, later on in the podcast. But, like, you know, it's exciting to be on the on the line with, you because you have such a good relationship with with uh, Maurice and I'm actually using the um, training with Mo book as kind of a yeah. guide. Um, so and and I want to get to your history. I want you to give me a critique though on kind of how I use my barrel process because I do it a little bit different. Now I noticed sure. you were saying um, talking about wiggling the barrel. I don't like doing that. Right. I do not. It's two things that I've seen trainers do on top of the barrel. And this is something I learned from Bud Moore. Um, he's he's yep. a very, very, very yep. you know I good know. friend. Yep. Coolest dude in the world. But uh, number one, some trainers don't use a mat or a carpet on top of that barrel. That don't make sense right. to me. You know, right. b- because I, I don't think a young puppy should have to struggle and slip around and be trying to find his way when I'm trying to make you feel good and feel like you on top of the throne when you on top of that barrel. Right. You know, and, and that's where, where we go into int- intimidate them. Right. Right. And I, I, and I mean, man, I'm going to suck a bunch of nerves, you know, talking about this, but it just, why, why do it twice? Make it easier on yourself and teach it once. Teach it right on the ground. They go through feet. They've got their choices. They've got everything they could possibly need, work, have. Everything is right there. Yeah. Teach it one time. And see, and that's been a critique that I've had from a buddy because he was kind of like, well, I mean, if he's broke on the barrel, why do you need to redo everything on the ground? Because I add an extra step, which which is basically just replicating everything I did on top of the barrel on the ground, which, right. to your point, I mean... You have a very valuable point. Why add the extra step? You see what I'm saying? Um, that's just kind of the way I've learned it. Yeah, you, you know, and 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 it, and it goes the same for the rail too. You know, the, the yeah. same the same damn thing. Um, so it's it's very interesting to hear you know hear your thoughts on it. Now, like I said, I don't you I don't wiggle the barrel because that to me is more intimidating. Now, what I did do. That um that pinch collar that uh, Maurice uses, yep. I instead of having that overhanging part over top of that barrel, right? I scrapped the overhanging arm and I just swapped it for the pinch collar and lightly pull up a little bit, right? And then when the dog kind of 
forms back into the way I want. Head straight, head up in the air. You know, tail is going to do what it's going to do. I let go a little bit, and it's not too much pressure. What Now, what do you think about that? I've kind of improvised a little that's bit. All, I mean, that's all fine. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, man, I double think you promise you, you can do the same thing on the ground. Yeah. Don't worry about their head and that kind of stuff. They're worried about what you're doing. Okay. Okay. They've got the feed off of your body. If you're not confident, that dog's not going to be confident. That dog's going to try every freaking um, every freaking escape route it can do to not, I don't want to say escape route, because you're not trying to get away from it, but they're going to test you to the max on everything. Right. Right. And does, good. does that kind of make sense? <clears throat> no, it makes perfect sense. Because when, when you go out there and you tell them to stop and stay, and they're like, oh, hang on, watch this. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm asking you to stop and stay, but I can't tell you because you don't understand English. So this is just a <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And you start stepping over to the side a little bit. You step forward and I want to come with you because they don't know, they don't understand and they don't know what you're doing right now. Right. You tug them, step to the side, step to the back, step behind them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You go around the back side of them because they're less likely to want to try to suck into you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then, as it starts going on, you start overlaying the e-collar and that part of it, and it, it, it ain't flying. You do just enough collar that they feel it. Yeah. The e-collar overlays the tug. Right. Okay, so for, for X amount of time, you have tug and tap. You know, you, you don't... You, you teach them a collar. It's not a correction tool. Right. You know, you're helping them understand what that tap means. Mm-hmm. And then as you start building from that, then you start stepping forward. Man, I'm walking up to 10 foot. That's way too far. That guy ain't ready for you to be that far. Your little girl, your little boy, they ain't ready for you to be that far away from him yet. They're okay with five foot. You, you, and you can kind of see them. And this is the same with dogs. I mean, the moral with dogs. You go out there five foot and flush, and you're between the bird and the dog, and you flush out, you know, you pitch out a launch or whatever. Dog's good with it. You go out there 10 foot, that dog's going to suck into you, and you're not going to stop him with the collar. Right. And the reason you're not going to stop him is because he is not mentally ready for you to be that far in front of him without him being right with you. Right. It's a rule change. Mm, interesting. So work with five foot. You work with five foot. When, when you're at that level with the dog, the dog's out there smoking a bird and he's on it. Okay. When they get nervous, when, when you're at, and I'm just throwing the distance up there. I mean, it could be bigger than that. It could be smaller than that. When you're at five foot and that dog gets nervous, and about 99% of the time at six foot, seven foot, eight foot, that dog will suck into you because it's not ready for you to be that far in front of him. He's right. afraid he's going to miss something. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when you go out to the five foot point, you kind of extend your flush a little bit longer and turn away from the dog. Okay? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You turn away from, and, and you just gained two foot. You gain three foot. Go out there, get your bird up, walk out straight back to the dog. Gotcha. So he's he he's he's he ain't doing nothing wrong. Right. So you're so he's yeah. essentially still at the same spot, realistically. Exactly. But you basically increase that distance by going out there, getting a bird, and then coming back. Yep. Gotcha. And see when you shoot him right back to him. They, they take their focus off of, oh, crap, there's a bird, to oh, hit them down. 
you know what I'm saying? You're standing there wagging your tail and all that stuff. You know, hey, cool. You done everything right. Wag your tail. Mm-hmm. You didn't do everything right. That's cool. Wag your tail. I can't build you if you're nervous with what I'm teaching you. Right. I've got to figure out what I've got to change or what I've got to help with to keep you wagging your tail and to get confident on what you're doing. Trust is a huge factor that we build with this method because if they don't trust you, you're going to have your hands full. Right. Right. If you don't teach it on their page, you're going to have your hands full. And you but got... once you get them, you got them. Gotcha. gotcha. Once you get that trust, hey, it's on. And it takes with fairness and patience and confidence. Then that dog is going to yeah. read off of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, hell, you, you, you know, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was saying that's exactly why I like the, um, that, that Lindley book. Matter of fact, I was just backing you up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. And, and we now look now we 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 ended the, the throws of dog training we ain't even got to history yet. <laughs> you started spitting that Yoda knowledge, man. I was like, all right, let's let's just roll with it. So, well, I mean, you know, it's I take dogs very seriously, mm-hmm. and I mean, I I love the dogs. Yeah, I I, I mean, I don't know what my attraction to parking like it ever happened when I was real little, but I've always had a touch and I enjoy what, what I'm touching. Every dog's going to teach you something if you let it. Mm-hmm. If you're that big in your own pants and it's not teaching you something every day, you need to get out of the business. Right. You ain't going to last too yeah. long. You, you're not going to last too long. So now, you know, speaking of, of learning and, and, and yeah. you know, and, and talking about everything, what are some of the man-made problems that you kind of see when you get dogs in from clients, either it doesn't matter pointer or retriever. Yeah, gun dog. I mean, uh, gun boogers or bird boogers, uh, bird launcher boogers. Um, that's usually the most of it. Um, okay. I had a few a pointer a few no, number of years ago that it got loose as a puppy and spent about three months on the place and, and just run buck wild. I mean, they put food out there, finally ended up catching her. And I mean, you could see her, um, very, very good friend. He was, he lived in Bristol at that time, but now lives in, I mean, a good friend, client, um, he lives up in Ohio now. And, um, the dog's eyes would actually dilate if he stood, the, if he did the stop and stand stuff too long. Really? He burps. Yeah, man. It's like she was gonna peel out of her skin and bolt you. So you had to do okay, like on an average, when I do my stop and stand stuff, I bring the dog out of the kennel, stop and stand, put the e collar on, stop and stand. You know, and I mean, I'm not moving nowhere. I'm only standing in one place. Uh, some of my videos probably will show that. I don't know which one. Um, um, but it'll, it'll show me just standing there or whatever, and then we'll tap the dog, and I'll go and maybe do like one or two more stop and stands. And, and all I'm doing is just cue with e collar and, and, and pinch collar. If they're at that level, it's just the pinch collar, you know, stand still. You know, you can see the dog's gait change. When the gait changes, um, then ask it to do something gotcha. because it's mentally getting relaxed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you can tell, um, 
you can tell when they're settling into doing things with you by how they're stepping. Right. Okay. And then when you do the stop and stand stuff, you're reminding them because you're under check cord, you're under control. You're reminding them, hey, we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're building them without them realizing that you're building because you're not talking to them. You're not intimidating them with your voice. You ain't getting strong or you ain't nothing. As you stop and stand, cool, stop and stand. You know, I'm going to try two seconds instead of one second. I'm going to take 10 seconds instead of, you know, I'm going to do whatever that particular dog is at. I'm going to try and build from what we've done yesterday or what we've done the first session or the first stop and stand, whatever. Everything is a, is, is a, a continued trial and error. Right. Okay. You know, I, I, I want to build you. And then take them to a bird. Okay, you take them to the bird, you know, you're still, you're overheating everything we just did for the first 10 minutes. Stop and say I'm taking the flush. I mean, I'm taking the chase away from you. But I'm not telling you not to chase. You right. do what you want to do, but you ain't going nowhere, so it's your choice. You, and then the see, dog... See what I'm saying? Right. And, and so, and that's really... To add as far as a training tool in there, that's a lot of the benefit that I found with that pinch collar, learning from that whole process, not talking yep. and letting them pull against it and loosening themselves up. Right. They yeah. understand. And it goes back again to being fair to the dog. You know, um, I don't know. I can't think of the real life one to say it to where it's understanding, but I mean, it, it kind of goes to where you're changing the rules. Right. I'm putting you under control. I'm going to be fair with the control I'm putting you under but we're going to do this together. Right. We're going to enjoy this together. I'm going to build my trust in you, and you're going to build your trust in me because we're going to do this together. And, and, and you know, and, and I mean, you want to come out of the kennel and act a fool? Cool, come out of the kennel and act a fool. I put dogs right out in the middle of the field, stopping and standing, and, and I'll, I'll set myself up. I'll fly a bird away over there, and I'll fly a bird away over here. You ain't getting the inversion today because. You want to act a fool, and we're going to work on the other stuff first. Right. You know, they're pulling you real hard to the to where the where the bird should be at or could be at or whatever. You know, if a dog's walking, you ain't gonna get nothing done. Mm-mm. It's just self-employed. And so, I mean, even with that long cord, I mean, at the most of it, if you if you're talking about working with the dog and doing it together, you're giving him what maybe at the most six to ten feet at most if he's walking with you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's times that you will let him get out there. Just I mean, I don't use when I'm doing. Uh, I mean, I saw all yard work, but it's now I don't do. Sh- crap in the yard it's all field yeah um because it's always going to be i mean dogs got to have a place to just go man it's cool dad mm-hmm. you know let's just hang out here you know they got to have a free space right you know, somewhere besides the kennel um but i mean i'll use uh 12 to 14 15 foot cord that's it a good stiff cord right right you i know, uh i timing's everything it's that's 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 key man and you know Really, that's been the the crux of a lot of the training that I've done is really that that 12, 15 foot cord. I only use maybe at the most 10 feet of it with a pinch collar and right. we get a lot of stuff knocked out. I mean, just, you know, based on where the dog is right now. But 
I also have a thing about looking at the dog's, um, you know, my like my big thing is looking at the dog, licking his lips and giving me cues that he's learning. Yep. Or yawning. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I love a, a dog, a big old fat yawn. Yep. Yeah. Boom, <laughs> oh, I got over here, but yep. Boy. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Or like that. And let's see that long enforcement table. You know? You're making them buy in to something they don't want to do. Right. Right. And they realize, whoo, this is gonna be all right. So <laughs> when no, no, I I'm definitely here. Now what now your force fetch table, what's that process like? Well, I mean, I teach them the whole first. I mean, I, I bring the dog out of the kennel, mm-hmm. uh, bench collar one, stop on the stand, put the e collar in, everything else like we're going to do in the real world with birds or without birds, whatever. And we go to the table and um, I, I uh, unlatch the bench collar. I leave it on the dog, but I unlatch it from the cord and put the dog up on the table and, and hook him up on the table with the bench collar on. Right. I, I give them, and this is kind of where. I mean, Maurice and I have worked a lot on this together in building easier work for, for, for the dog and for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we'll toe pull if we have to, but usually you don't have to. Yeah. You know, because you're being fair to them. Um, and when you, uh, I'll start teaching the whole part. I don't. I don't want it for an hour or five minutes or ten minutes or all that crap. I, I want it for one second. Mm-hmm. I just want you to hold that in your mouth without my helping for one second, and I'm gonna pet on you and I'm gonna ask you for it. Short and simple. Right. You know. And then as that grows and builds and gets better, then I start overlaying the e collar. Because what they'll do is they'll kind of start second guessing myself. They're like, oh, does that spit it out? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna start tapping you. And I use this enough to get them uncomfortable. You know, low three, uh, low two, low three. I mean, every dog's different. Low four, low five. I'm going to go where I've got to to make them, as you said, they're going to lick your lips. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're going to want something to happen to shut this collar off. And, I mean, I put the bumper up there. Here you go. You know, it's you here, but, you know, but I'm not saying nothing. I, they've had a right in business. And a lot of times, they get real pouty. And it's like, right. Cool. I warm it up a little bit. You know, I go to medium instead of low. You know, I'll do what I've got to do to get them to want to get that back in their mouth. Mm-hmm. And then after, you know, X amount of time of that, I don't show the time on it, but after enough repetition of that, then we'll go to something else. You know, um, I'll, I'll loosen up the pin collar uh, holder and put them on the, on the table or let them walk the table a little bit and do stuff. Right. You know, I'll, I'll change something. So it's not actually a change in the rules. I'm building a dog. We're still force catching. We're still doing it. I mean, I don't even want to call it horse touch. I'm telling you the truth, you know. Martha named it that a long time ago. You know, I thought it was pretty awesome. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because we're not forcing them to do it. We're helping them. Right. And most of the time, it's just about holding. But you went through and taught them how to hold properly. Let's overlay it with everything so everything stays clean. Mm-hmm. All the work stays simple in their mind. You know, there was a recent uh, uh, yellow female uh, come on one of my litters. Um, a guy, uh, Ben Branson, Doug Shepherdson, and Terry Shepherdson up in, uh, uh, not, I won't say North Kentucky, but I mean, it's 45 minutes from me, it's an hour from me, yeah. uh, where they live at. Ben and I have been great friends together. And um, uh, 
you know, I wanted to, I spent extra time on this dog, went about getting in his pocket. I want to make for sure this bitch was right because he just had a hip replaced, this had a knee replaced, and there were things that he wasn't going to be able to do physically that would create a bond for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? And what I did for her, instead of naming the fence, when we got into wild manners, Doug had kind of pre-worked on this and had her sitting pretty good through, through the throws, I, I would say her name, Shelby, and that meant to go. Mm-hmm. Okay? So fetching means Shelby. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't understand. She just goes, ooh, when he says Shelby, I better go get it because something's going to happen. Make sense? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can name it, you know, Wahoo. You know, <laughs> it, it don't matter. They right. don't understand English. But it's like the woman stuff. Name it after you get everything done and you get the dog doing it and complying to it so you don't verbally beat them up. Yeah. If they want to listen to you, cool. They're going to listen to you. If they don't want to listen to you, cool. I'm going to tap you. I'm going to help your ears work. I'm going to give you, give you a little cue, but, but yeah. No, it, it sounds like exactly what you need to do. Um, you know, because the, the main case in point is, and you've said it a hundred times, they don't understand English. So there has to be some kind of extra push or, or extra, you know, a little bit more drive to say, hey, this is what it is that I'm looking for. It doesn't have to be, you know, quote, it doesn't have to be perceived as tough. You know, I mean, if you want to call it tough love or call it whatever you want to, but at the end of the day, it's the crux of what we need to get done. And these are working dogs. You have a job to do. Right. You know, right. Um, I mean, you can make it as tough as you want. Right. I've got all that. Mm hmm. All I want is one perfect scenario. The other day, I put that video of Luna. Uh, she's one of uh, 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 Marisha's pups um, out of his last days. I let her on the ground right now out of them. And um, I had come on the mail out of this stuff because I knew what the dad would produce and I knew what the bitch would produce. Yeah. Okay. The dad broke out real nice. I mean, it was, we called it Jones's Man in Black and we called him Cass. And um, I mean, man, he, I mean, once he got it, which didn't take much, boom, I got this crap, Dad. I'm good. Mm-hmm. What's next? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Very, very trainable. Well, I've got Luna here now. I kind of started stopping staying. We got her started last year after Robert had purchased her, uh, Robert Barnes over in Lexington, uh, Robert Cheryl. Um, but we got her kind of started. I told her, I said, man, hook the hair off him. You know, let her mess up, whatever. Give her some let her be a dog, and, and we'll straighten her up, you know, later. Mm-hmm. And and he's got her back down here now, and um, I don't know why. I, I worked X amount of time on her, on getting her to stay in the flowers, which, I mean, she had a pretty good was to come back. I had her close because they do a lot of grouse hunting. They do a lot of pheasant hunting right. out west and up north and eastern Kentucky. Um I had a lot of the fundamentals started and going for her already, and it, I mean, it didn't take much time. And now I'm uh, clean of whatever work slid through hunting season and getting her steady through the flood, I mean, steady through the shot, and then going to be steady through the kill. Right. The collection's all the same. It's all the same. The hardest thing to do to teach a dog to do, A, is to stand still. Yeah. And yes. stand through the flush. Which, I mean, and, and understandable, I mean, it's a hell of a lot of temptation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
All right, so one thing that I do like about Onyx Maps is we're talking about best time to train your dogs. You're talking about the best places to train, and those places are in the wild public lands where you can find all of these Bob Whites that nobody says are here in Georgia, apparently. But, um, anywho, check out Onyx Maps, guys. I use it. It's been a great resource for me. I save all my spots there, and I'll definitely be getting Vegas back on it come next season. Check out the Onyx Hunt app. See, and this is just another reason I don't like the barrel. I don't ain't never gonna be out on a boom between the birds. Yeah. If it is, you don't need to be jumping a jump yard. Why put it out of its real life world into some imaginary world? And I'm using terms uh, abnormal, so uh, I apologize to anybody. I don't mean to offend you. No, so you're fine. <laughs> you know, what they're gonna be in, where they're gonna be at. And, and what they're going to do in the real world. Yeah. And scare them or intimidate them into doing it different. Yeah. When you put them on a bird, man, you got a totally different mindset. You watch the Luna video, okay? The first one, man, she done beautiful. And my buddy Matt was, was taping And um, he said, man, so we ought to quit. I said, yeah. I said, but I'm going I'm to play with something. I want to shoot twice. He said, you're going to play with worms, you know, because there was nothing she could do any better. Okay, she, I mean, she freaking done it perfectly. Right. Okay, so we went over to the next bird. I did a little stop and stand, which I walked out front. I shot the gun with no bird involved, no nothing involved. She's good the gun, she can kill for everything else. I went out and just shot the gun, made a very, very slight correction, you know, uh, a little too momentary, um, just just a quick tap. Boy, okay, I got this, Dad. We went to the next bird, and see, I set her up to fail without failing. Okay, mm -hmm. she done pretty good on the first bird. I mean, the first shot when the bird come up, she done pretty good. I thought, cool, I'm gonna shoot again. Boy, I mean, you, you can see her. It looks like she's gonna jump out of her skin and whoop. The rules changed. Yeah, but I'm keeping you glued together. Mm. See, I, I, I'm keeping the dog head in check because when it comes home and goes to hunting, and you're shooting, and I'm shooting, and Robert's shooting, and his wife Cheryl's shooting, and for a couple of his boys, hey, there's going to be more shots. I'm building her without her realizing I'm doing it. All I do is just throw an extra shot in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can see the dog's amperage increase. But she kept her cool. I think there was a, a Doug Spencer that signed in on that. We want to say it was Tom. You know, ask why I did that, or what I, you know, I don't remember how it was he said it now, but he questioned why I did that. And I was like, hey, I was, you know, I set her up. Right. Yeah, I tapped her one time. And I even say it in the video, I tapped her one time. I'm yes. walking right back towards Matt. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. everything we do today has got the benefits for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People get scared at advancing. People get scared of the check cord. They're afraid they're going to take something wrong. Well, if you take something out of the dog with a check cord, you're doing something wrong with the dog game. Yeah. Hey, you need to get back to the drawing board and recalibrate. Exactly. Yep. you got to sit down and figure out what you're doing wrong. So is is there, yeah. if, if we're going to that, and, and, and I want to get to your background too, but, you know, I hear a lot of folks talk about screwing up dogs. I mean... Is that a real thing? It, it, do you understand my question? Like, is that a real yep. thing? Yep, because people get in too big a hurry. Okay. 
but it's it's something that can be fixed. It's not something that's just totally like, oh, we can't fix it. Yeah, I mean, it 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 most of the time revolves around people doing stupid stuff, not thinking about what they're doing. Or not thinking about, will this work well for this dog, or should I do this, or, you know, what do I need to change to get that better? Yeah. They don't stop and think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the internet says, yeah, so I'm going to do that. Well, man, that's way, I mean, that's way out of left field. Why would you do that? Right. Because I, I just, I feel like working a dog is, is and I'm not a big car guy, but you know, for me, no. it's a good analogy. Like, I see a lot of mechanics, they've got that, like, that one sixty nine Impala that they've always dreamed of having, and they're always tweaking it, always working on it, and you know what I'm saying. They'll drive it for a few days, and and then it might go out on them. They take it back to the shop. Okay, that didn't work, and no, and they don't yeah. say, "Oh, my car is screwed up." They just say, "Oops, it's something I got to go fix." Didn't do that right the first time. I, I want something better. Okay. It ain't where I wanted it. I want something better. Right. Right. You know, it, I I just feel like people make dog training seem to be like a one shot or it's a hopeless type deal. Well, most of the people that do that are real hard handed. Yeah. Ray Hunt, he's an old horseman. And, uh, he, I mean, I had it for myself for a long time. I said, don't make it happen. Be ready and let it happen. Yeah. Man, I mean, that's a sense that is priceless. Yeah. You know, Martha Greenlee, she used to say, I mean, man, I've carried this one for years. She said, you can never make a fair e-collar correction on a perfect dog. Dang. And there's no perfect dogs, man. They're mm-hmm. going to have a booger somewhere. Yep. They're going to catch you with your pants down. And when they, your pants are down, they're going to be to your ankles, probably one foot out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be standing there dumbfounded and be like, oh, man, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's going to happen. You know, something happens to me. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't, I don't claim to be perfect. I just, I work a lot. I put my heart in what I do. And, you know, I enjoy the dang dogs. Yeah. You know, they don't talk back. They're not people. They don't want to argue. That's they don't a- want drama. They don't want nothing. Just, man, what me? Let's have fun. Right, let's have a good time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, like that. I tell people all the time, dogs are, are way easy to deal with than people. <laughs> so yeah. You know, the, I mean, some of the worst dogs have been easier to deal with than people. <laughs> yep. Or you get a dog that had a bunch of boobies. And, um, you know, um, there was a short that I went to a few, uh, oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, a year ago, or something, I don't know. But, um, and she was blinking birds, blinking traps, blinking everything. And, um, and I got her right, got her eaten out of my hands, and the guy's like, well, I got to take her back, man. He said, well, I don't want to spend more money on her. And then, you know, he gets her back home and he tries to claim all the glory on it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if I just got this dog back so I can birth the period? You know? I went through a lot of pigeons to get it liking pigeons again. Right. You know? I mean, that's fine. So be it. You know? I mean, I know where my conscience is at. He knows and I know. And that's all I got to worry about. Mm-hmm. You can brag all you want on yourself, but you know the truth. Exactly. And, and, and... Yeah. Taking credit for it, I mean, it, it, that's cool to do it once. I, I quote unquote, but yeah. I'm just gonna look at you and say, "Okay, do it again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take credit if you want to, but yep. we all know the real truth, man. <laughs> yep. That's wild, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
Sit back and eat your popcorn. Uh huh. Uh huh. Of it's, course. I mean, it all come out in the wash. <laughs> so, you know. Dave. Let's, cause, yeah. I mean, we got dog training heavy, man, and I never really got a chance to to tell the listeners um, about your beginning. So let's open up about, you know, <laughs> y- y- your whole background, because I got to thank Joe for uh, for giving me the introduction on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what year it was. I used to, I, I was going to raise up as a hunter. Um, shot my first pheasant when I was five years old, 14. I was walking uh, with one of my dad's buddies and uh, yeah, shot a rooster. Uh, it stuck his head out of the, uh, the draw away <laughs> I was walking at. And, uh, you know, I saw him, I knew what it was, and I shot that son of a gun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, so be it. I mean, that was just how I was raised. And, I mean, I, I was raised in hunt. I was raised, I mean, sort of in the cars and, 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 I can never have a dog, and then finally, I bought one when I was about 16, 17, and, and really liked it. You know, didn't know anything about it, right? But I really liked it, and I, you know, that's kind of what I paid the guy a thousand bucks up in Illinois. And I mean, you know, shoot, I didn't know nothing. I was young and dumb, and had money, yeah. you know. And um, man, he didn't do nothing, you know. And I, I, I got hooked up. I got into retrievers a little bit. And it's, it was a Brittany that I started with and uh, got into retrievers and then uh, started messing with them. Well, I got hooked up with a retriever the way that, that done both. He did bird dogs too. And he's like, man, what does this guy do for you? I swear he's supposed to do this and that. And he said, well, that kind of money? He said, my God, he's mad dogs to be standing broke. And I said, well, you know, hell, I didn't know. Right. So anyway, that just kind of lit a fire in me. And I was like, well, what's broke? And just started asking questions. And then, you know, later down the road, um, I mean, I started working dogs for people and having fun and I mean it was always just a get together on the weekend with a bunch of the guys and working dogs and I'd see stuff that didn't make sense hey let's try this and let's try that and just started playing in the, in the world of it right um and then um I got hooked up with a guy that that set me up with Maurice and um uh, Maurice is 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 a huge, huge mentor into my life. I mean, he, he's my big brother from another mother. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, I met Maurice in 92. Uh, me and this guy was stopped there and picked up a yellow lap pump. And uh, we was taking it to Ohio. And, uh, and I mean, Maurice had, I mean, at that time, had his and, and, you know, nothing had, had, had changed in him. Right. And we stayed roughly in touch, you know, over, over the next few years and stuff and whatever. And then, um, this guy decided he was going to go in business for himself and yada, yada, yada. Kind of took me under his wing. Um, I ain't got to go into too much detail on that, but I got to go mine, or he got to go mine, I got to shaft, and, you know, I am a so we'll just leave that at that. Yeah, now, and, and for any listeners that don't know Maurice, we keep mentioning Maurice Lindley. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, great man. Yeah. I mean, he, he, and he taught me without telling me he's teaching me. And that's, that's what I respect the most because when I was down there, I mean, man, I was young and young and knew everything and didn't know, uh, pop, you know, uh, I didn't have pot piercing. Right. You know, man. Like, man, you know, and he'd ask me, you know, he had a whole oak tree and, and we'd be sitting underneath and he'd be like, hey, man, he said, remember that Brittany we worked there a few days ago? I'm like, yeah, man. He said, why do you think it did that? I'm like, hell, I don't know. Shit, that was 50 dogs ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and, but he was teaching me to pay attention. Without, If he told me to pay attention, I wouldn't have. 
You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So he started questioning me and just sitting there shooting the bull with me. And, and uh, man, I mean, I love him. I love him dearly. I yeah. mean, he's, he, he's a good man. Gotcha. I mean, we've been through a lot of life together, especially even here close. Mm-hmm. We've been through a lot of life together. I mean, we now do seminars up at Monster Greenwich in, in Bashfordville, Virginia. Uh, Mark is one who wrote a good book that you're, that mm-hmm. you're reading and it went out in the mm-hmm. It's a very, very good book. It's black and white. It's simple. Um, not, I don't want to say simple, but it's very it's, easily to understand. I would say and, it's pretty, and, yeah, it's it's very straightforward. Yeah, I mean, why sugarcoat it? Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you can't put a bunch of stuff in there that, and, and like, like we talked there earlier, uh, uh, I think before we started recording or, at, or, or right after something, you know, you can't expect the dog to do something and be prepared for what that dog might do. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Do what the dog does do. Right. You know, and that's why the book was presented that way because we didn't want to keep, uh, I say we, whatever, but um, there, 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 there didn't need to be any kind of confusion about the method. Right. You know, and I mean, that's the fun thing about the seminars because the people will come up there and they're just like, you know, it's funny to see the, the lights come on in their heads mm-hmm. because they're like, well, man, this works pretty damn easy. Right. Yeah, it should be. You don't need to work harder at your job than you do in life. I mean, you know, at this job than you do in life. Right. You know? You need to do it. Okay. Now, do you think that the, and I, and I, want, I really want you to break down the, the, that method, I guess the, we could call it the West Gibbons Lindley method, right. but I mean, there's so many components to it. I hate to be so specific to a name. Not really. <laughs> there, there's, I mean, really, honestly, there, I mean, there's really no components. All the added components is what other people's put in there. Right, but there's a history behind it, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what that's what I mean. The components, like okay, my bad. I'm sorry. You, no, 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 no. You're good. I I know I was talking kind of kind of confusing, but you know, can you break down the history of how that developed? And I also, you know, really want to get into after being mentored by Lindley, how you took it and 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 maybe implemented it in your own way. Did you do anything different, or did you stick to the to the game plan? Well, I mean, you always have to stick to the game plan. You know, now different dogs require a different presentation, or a booger dog needs needs requirement to be presented differently. Mm-hmm. Okay. The cool thing about the method is everybody's scared of it, or it's too easy, or too what? Excuse me, too whatever. So most people don't do it because it's too black and white. Right. They don't feel like they're getting nothing done. Okay. So when I get a booger dog in. Man, I can go into this method and what I teach or what I know and what I understand easily. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole rule change on the dogs because there ain't no verbal beat up. There ain't no crutches thrown in. There's no nothing here, man. It's in the dirt. Don't you want? Right. You know, have fun. Right. And then build. You know what I'm saying? Get the booger to carry the surplus kind of open and start unpacking the clothes and get them in the dressing. You know? Mm-hmm. We're going to make this happen, bud. I promise you, and, and you'll see the dog. I mean, his, his, the tone of his eyes will change. You probably saw this in retrievers when their eyes change with the obedience work. Oh yeah, it, you yeah. can. You it, retrievers are more or less dead giveaways. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. But I mean, you can tell when you've got something. Mm-hmm. You know, 
boom, I hit the nail on the head with this with this moment right now. I just hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I come into the method blade. I never got the opportunity to meet Phil. Heard a lot about both Phil's, um, but never got to meet either one. Um, I know when I got set up and you know was kind of working with Maurice, you know, I told him that yeah, my dogs look like crap. You know, and, and, and I'm here, I'm guilty. I was doing the barrel work, yeah. and I was doing stuff on the barrel and, and, and whatever. I didn't know it different. You know, it's how I was taught. Right. You know, but he said, man, grab your dogs and said, come down. He said, stay a while. He said, let's, uh, he said, I want you to look at something. And that's, you know, he kind of opened the door to it. And I started helping him. I mean, I was his gopher guy. I was his everything. I mean, the other day, you know, he calls me right now. We're talking, hey, bud, I got to go. I'm, I'm heading to South Carolina to take care of my buddy. Right. You know what I mean? He knows we have that bond. Right. Um, and that's just because of the, the upbringing that he's given me. I mean, he's he's a brother from another mother, you know. Right. Um, I don't want any credit from, you know, on it or nothing like that. I ain't riding his coattails, nothing like that. But he knows we talk about a lot of stuff in the dog world and doing different things and talking about different things. Because his opinions and my opinions, we value between each other because we know what we're talking about. Right. You know, I know how to talk to him and, and he can understand me. I mean, I'm saying it that great and he'll laugh at that, but um, we have fun with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows me as a person, so he knows what my signing is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are, y'all are real tight, so yeah. Him, it's just, you know, I, I know how to talk to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, we had that bond. I mean, God created that bond for us. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, man, we have a good time together. Yeah. You know, and that's why Martha's seminar is so fun because, you know, mm-hmm. he can look at me and I'd be like, yep, cool, gotcha, bud. I know exactly what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, man, we, I mean, it's, it's just awesome time. But, I mean, you know, I saw stuff when I was mentoring under him, and I didn't even realize I was mentoring. I was just there trying to find out a better way to do things. Right. And I could see his dogs was always high and tight and looked good and, and relaxed and comfortable. And I don't want to say soft-eyed, but serious about what we're doing. And then when you got done, you know, coming in or going out of the trailer or coming in or going out of the pool, man, it was always happy. Yeah. You know? And that, you know, like I told him, I said, man, I want that, you know. And as we got more tighter and more into each other and our thinking and our talking and and discussing life and just discussing dogs and all that part of it, you know, um, and him quizzing me and stuff, I mean, back to the oak tree, I was sitting underneath that oak tree, and we was talking. I don't remember what dog it was on. I don't remember. I just remember I was like, man, the bird is the main part of this method, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He said, the dog moves, the bird's out of here. The dog does this, the bird's out of here. He said, they don't get to have their, their uh, I don't remember, I can't quote it. They don't get to have their high if they ain't doing it right. Right. And he said, it's not about being mean to him or nothing like that. He said, gee, why well, the burden is gone? Too bad, so sad. You know? And I'm like, man. And right then, 
after seeing a bunch of dogs for work and working my own and, and doing this and doing that and doing everything together with him and around him and for him and whatever, that's when it went boom. And I mean, smacked me upside my head like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started building. And I started, you know, getting confidence in myself because it made sense to me now. You know? It just, I mean... I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm kind of dumbfounded on words. Um, that's where the light come on for myself. Right. Right. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, I try to show other people, but if you, if you ain't ready to listen, I ain't, I ain't worried about wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? you know, I always say, man, like you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yep. You know, I, my grandma put that in me a long time. Um, <laughs> You know, and seriously, and I and I stuck to that, and that's something that, you know, when when we talk about mentorship and and learning from other folks, even on this podcast, I can talk my brains off all day, but I promise you, I'm listening to you, you know, much more than I'm asking questions because there's value in that, and and you've been there, done that, got t-shirt for it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and even with the dogs, I mean, listen to them. Yep. You know, it's it's very simple. I, I You said it earlier before, you know, we, we seem to try to outsmart dogs. And I don't understand why. And, and especially, you know, it's, it's not the seasoned guys that do it. It's the new guys that I've seen that are, you know, seemingly trying to outsmart the dogs. And I just think that comes with age and time and a few mess ups. You know, and and, and so what I want to do with this podcast is put out to new dog handlers like, hey, let's talk more observation. Mm -hmm. You know, the the biggest thing is the biggest thing. I mean, this is I don't know. um, This is the biggest thing that you can do with dogs is have a foundation. Mm hmm. And that's where most people, because they want to cut corners and they want to add a bunch of gimmicks and add a bunch of crutches and all that crap and try to make the job easier and really make it harder because without foundation, you ain't got a thing to go back to. Right. Right. You know, don't be scared of the collar. Teach it. Get your good collar, period. Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't got to have your eyes and, you mean, a whole burnt your neck and then your eyes roll back in the head. And, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, back in the day, yeah, it, it was hot collar. I mean, that stuff kind of lights you up, and I mean, you rode the lightning. Right. Like one, two, three, four, five, whatever. But it's better now. Mm-hmm. It's simpler now. Don't need to be like programming a microwave. Use your collar. Trust your collar. Check it before you put it on the dog so you know it's working properly. Mm-hmm. And build your dog. Well, you oh, know, best collar advice that I've heard was if you can't use it on yourself, you know, you might not want to put it on a dog. I would put that little thing on my arm and just test it. Sure. Yep. You I mean, know. I can go up to a low five momentary. You know, what you do? My pooch knows the same as yours. Mm-hmm. You know, that don't make me special. It just that's what my that's what my feeling is at that I can take up to you. six. I'm gonna be jerking my hand. Seven. I'm gonna be throwing it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But you know, the dog will tell you how much collar you need. If you're not so big in your britches and start low and work high. Right. You don't need to do the, the, the continuous on it when you're checking it. 
All you need to do is you'll see a, uh, the left aisle wink, and the right aisle wink, and the, the left ear wink, something to do, the left wink a little bit, go back down one notch with that, we'll say a medium three, go down to a low three, see if you still have that moment, go down to a medium two. All you got to do is just feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to swatch you with a paddle, I'm just looking upside the head. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to say, yeah. uh, I, I ain't going to whoop it into you. You know, now, don't be too big to advance on a little more stimulation in different scenarios with the collar. You know, so when it comes to bird, man, dogs in totally different train, train of thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, that son gun's jacked up. I mean, his eyes roll back in his head, and, and you know, it's like he's got 24 hours of and he's laying right in front of him, and that son of a gun smells good. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to have it. He's going to have it, or he thinks he's going to. You know, don't be scared to have more stimulation at that point to help the dog keep its work better. Right. So instead of, um, I mean, I, um, I, I mean that, that won't be good to go into because uh, I don't want to create problems. Um, <laughs> well, you can, and if it does, I just cut it out. Well, because I'm, 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 I'm really interested in your perspective. So I, and I think what you have to say is very valid. So don't hold back if you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about the public, um, because they know everything. You know, they're scared to death of a collar, and I mean, they, they, they don't, they don't feel unless that dog's, if that dog's yelping, oh my God, I'm telling you, you ain't. Go down a little bit with your collar. Well, down a low one where you can't be. If you are, that dog's playing you mm-hmm. and, and build from it. Right. I recently had a guy that had a short hair. I mean, man, he's saying he's like to eat me up in the hotel the night he come down here. Come on, I mean, great fella. Um, the dog like to eat me up in the hotel. He's like, does that bother you? I said, no, man, it don't bother me. I said, we'll change things tomorrow. I said, you're going to like hotel tomorrow. He pulled up. You know, we he brought breakfast and stuff. We had a breakfast. And I said, here, I said, let me get you out, okay? He's like, all right, cool. So anyway, he never raises hackles up. He never nothing. He just got to, okay, cool. What are you going to do here, buddy? And I brought him out, stopped in the studio, put the e-collar on him, and uh, did a little stuff with him, and uh, walked around, let him know, hey, man, I ain't out to get you. You know, I went mm-hmm. down and put him on a bird. Right. There you go. You know, and I did that because I wanted, A, to let the dog trust me. B, I wanted to see what I had in the dog. Right. Before we left, or I, I say we, before he left, he come down on Friday night. We worked all day Saturday and Sunday morning. He left Sunday afternoon. That dog didn't know much of anything. He was all over the place in his work because of the internet and, and, and another big name trainer, but so be it. Um, we got his head straightened out. We shot and killed for the dog before he left. I mean, there was no gun shooting, no nothing. Yeah. We, we built a whole lot of dog in a short amount of time, okay? The dog now is steady through the kill. He's working on force fetching now, and and I told him, I said, you know, we talked about different things with the e-collar, and, and the dog, I mean, it was like he was killing him um, doing, doing the force fetch work. And I said, well, I said, well, you know, what's he doing? And he's like, well, man, he, he said, I'm telling you, man, he, he said, man, he said, the damn neighbors come out of the house. I don't know why. I said, well, take your glasses over. Mm-hmm. You know? I said, 
And, and you know, I told him, I said, buddy, he's playing with you. And I said, if it takes a low three to low four or low five to stop his ass on the chasing, I said, he's playing you, bud. I promise you, he's playing you. Mm-hmm. I said, what'd you do when, whenever he was saying, he said, well, I stopped. I said, exactly. He won. And I said, it's not a win or lose or deal here, but he won. I said, now, I said, you ain't letting up on this dog. I said, I ain't going to let you. I said, I have faith in your work. You've been a great hand with, with all three of your dogs now. And I said, I trust what you know and what you'll do. And I said, if you listen to me, you'll get him through it. I said, he's got to realize he ain't going to put up in the pool. And you ain't going to let him fight blue on you. I said, that's what he's doing right now. I promise you. The dog is trying everything in his power to get up out of exactly. out of doing what you're trying to do. When really that that low one, hell, up to the low three, is not really doing anything to him. You know, right. he's just cueing. And what it sounds like, what it, what what's happening is that dog figured, all right, I'll try this first go round. And trainer yep. took his hands off. Oops, I don't want to do that. Yep. You know, and I mean, that dog. He's, he's, the guy. he's done a hell of a job. I mean, he's got the other two dogs going through four specs beautifully. Right. He's got this dog now going through four specs pretty much beautifully. You right. know what I'm saying? I told him, I said, man, come down here. I said, let me let me work him on the table. I said, let's see what kind of bull he wants to pull on me. I right. said, because I'm going to stand up to him. I said, I ain't going to get rough on him, but I said, you know I'm going to stand up to him because right. he ain't going to pull that bull on me. There's no reason to. Right. Right. I mean, and, 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 they're, and they're smart. As soon as you get that reaction, it's just like a baby, right? I got I got a daughter coming in August. Well, that little baby falls on the ground and you freak out as a parent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do you think that baby's going to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they going to get to hollering and crying. <laughs> yep. But if he falls on the ground and you just like, oh, OK, well, just get on up yep. and move Let's on about. Our... Let's go. Right. Yep. I mean, and you'll see that. You watch my videos with my daughter, you'll see exactly how I raised her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and she knows. I've seen a few of your videos, and that dog knows that the job has to be done. 
period. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And see, I mean, and Kendra don't realize that I'm not getting all the hard work done. I'm throwing her in there as a change in the rules. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm making it be something different that that dog is not used to seeing. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and she's and, being and that's where you build the trust. Yeah. All you gotta do is do it, bud. Just get through it. You know? I'm gonna be fair to you, you be fair to me. You mm-hmm. have to butt up with your stand I I've got a blower going over me in, in, in the barn and I can sweat all day long. Right. You know, let's just do this. Let's work together and do it. And let's just get through it and it'll and, be cool. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, I'll, I'll repeat, you be through the day, you be through to you. Yeah. You've got to figure out what makes it click. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, and and I think, man, Joe, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know kind of tie everything together because I, I I know I'm holding you. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good, man. I mean, you're, you're fine. Okay, but I mean, this is stuff that needs to be said, and I can't type all this crap. Okay, well, great. I'm on the same page. <laughs> I'm on the same page too. You know, we we praise. Well, so many people focus on. You know the praise and and all kinds of stuff like that, and I I know there was this big, and I'm guilty of it when I got my first lab. I mean, my my only lab, but my lab. You know, I was so into the um, the the positive, positive, positive reinforcement method, and it's nothing like what you're talking about. You you follow me? Um, yep. There is a, a a methodology that basically you know kind of goes into with these bird dogs and gun dogs. Over praising them yep. and praise them, praise them, praise them, praise them, praise them instead of acknowledging, okay, no, you messed up. We need to get through it. You know, I had to veer myself away from that very, you know, a couple years ago when I started um, because it just, it fundamentally to me does not work. You know, there there's a there's time and a place. There's in a retriever. And, and a flusher, I mean, well, flusher stuff's a little bit different because they want to control them and, and how they quarter and all that stuff. Right. But I'll say retrievers and the bird dogs, it's all about the bird. Mm-hmm. It's all about the bird. Treat, teach, if she's not said treat, teach stuff when they're younger, when they're young and dumb. Right. You know, going over stuff, going through stuff, you know, um, your country, you know, put your birds in the briar packs. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you ain't gonna have a briar sissy. I mean, you, you know? I, I, if you come to Georgia, you cannot have a briar sissy down here. You just can't. I mean, it's because that's where the birds are gonna be at. Yep. They're going to be. I mean, thinking about nature, they are going to be in the in the hardest place for any predator to get to. Exactly. You know, and and so why, why would I have a a, a dog that doesn't want to? Um, you know, hunt briars. And I see a lot of guys nowadays, man, they're going out and I, I understand, you know, putting out pin raised birds. They're, they're great for training and stuff, but they're putting them out in the middle of the field. Yep. That, 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 that's not realistic. Right. You need to put them somewhere where, you know, they're naturally going to be at. Yep. And make that, that dog mean- work. Let me add on that. I mean, my place, I've got 12 acres. I've got it set up out back where I can do grouse dogs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And up front, I've got it set up to where, you know, I can build a dog and break a dog and make it all happen. Right. You know, we can go to the woods later. Right. You know, the connection's all the same. 
Mm-hmm. Everything's all global the same. It don't matter if it's Fort Salem, Montana, or Fresno, in South Dakota, you know, a freaking, you know, grouse in, 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 in the north or northeast or, or, you know, here in Kentucky. Yeah. The correction's all the same. You want to put that bird in the air, you're not chasing. Yeah. You're not chasing. You know, if you're that smart and you know that much and you're going to go in there and knock that sucker, don't stop him from it. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it when you ain't around. Yeah. <laughs> Set him up to do it. Let him do it. Correct him. Let him know that ain't going to fly out here, bud. All right. And, and see, even like that, that's another change in the rules because now you're in full woods. Everybody's in different clothes. Everybody's, you know, the whole scenario was different. But if you be man enough, and bring the dog out. But, I mean, get yourself ready for the hunt. Your buddies is all ready. Go ahead and bring your dog out. Stop them and stand them. Put the e-collar on, just like the, the habit that you created at the kennel and at work on doing the job with the dog. All of a sudden, the dog thinks, damn, man, we're training. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of cutting them out and letting them run all over the place, man, if, if he's got the poop and pee, he'll pee here in a minute. Right. He'll poop here in a minute. You know? Let him go out there and automatically get something. Yeah. I mean and, and that's where people are it, it it that's where people are creating their own headaches is basically yep. moving out of a controlled situation and and giving them too much free will. Like a you know, some I guess a dog's nature and, and, and drive and all of that stuff is much different. And keeping that dog's drive up is much different than than putting him in a situation that does not have control and free, you know, and all kinds of stuff like that. Right. You know, it's it's something that, that we have to kind of acknowledge. Like as a pup, yeah, I, I, I will let my pup run a field just to open his sure. legs up and stuff like that. But I'm not going to let my pup open up, you know, run a field just to run around and, and, and flush birds if it's not going to be productive. Exactly. You know, and I mean, you know, shoot, they ain't bother holding your gun if you're going to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Sit back there and laugh and cut up and let him run the piss out of himself and, and put him up. Right. And you're done. Right. You know, that's my <laughs> You know, well, seriously, I mean, you know, or he's going to get hurt. Mm hmm. Because he's going to be thinking about nothing but himself, you know, herself, whatever. Yeah. They're going to be out there running buck-ass wild for no reason. Mm-hmm. And a it, dog is a creature of habit. Neat. When you've got a dog with with um, with a, a training booger, you've got to undo that habit. Mm-hmm. That's where another method, where this method comes in so good. Because nobody really trains with it. Or you watch on Steady With Style, you point out how many dogs really have any kind of Drastic booger working this method. They don't. They don't, yeah. They don't. I have never, ever, ever had to have somebody bring a dog to me that had to be fixed with an e collar booger or a bird booger or a launcher booger or anything that was done with this method properly. Right. And that, Never. and that the the but see like you said before, doing that method property it, it properly you're gonna it's gonna seem like you're moving a little bit slower, 
you're, exactly. you're not getting those immediate results. And that's something that I, I even found out. I mean, especially, you know, with launchers, you know, that's been the big thing for me recently is I just got my bird launcher and there's a whole introduction process that goes into it before you start just throwing birds in the air, you know, exactly. Um, and, and that's I guess that's what I like about it. And what I do like about this method is everything is 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 not only natural and instinctual, but it's it's very much so under control. It's a very exactly. controlled situation and, and you're not creating more it's, than it's, you're than you're got then you get then you gotta fix. Uh, let me say it this way. It's it's a controlled environment with a with um with uh I had on tip my tongue. It's a controlled environment with the opportunity to loosen the control if you have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like on the chase, you know, you see the dog souring up or something, man, let him chase a little bit more. Right. He ain't ready for it. Right. You know, or it does this, you know, man, let him do that a little bit more because he ain't ready for this part of it yet. Yeah. You know? Man. And it's all, it's all paying attention to the dog and, and build your foundation. Mm-hmm. And, you know? and like I said before, you know, the foundation overlays everything that that dog is ever going to be into. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing is just keeping your mouth shut. Duct tape, my friend. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, you laugh, but it's so true. Yeah. You know, breaking a dog on a deer chasing, man, shut that son of a to run. Man, light, let him ride the lightning. Mm-hmm. Don't say a word. They think it's that deer doing it, because that deer ain't talking to him, and you are. Hey, Bob, hey, Bob, you know, you know you're all getting verbally on their bullet, you know? Yeah. And you're sitting there burning them. Well, you're in control of that collar. They don't realize that. Yeah. But well, they think that because the deer's here and he ain't saying nothing. And I'm so, you know, hell bent for lesson after. And you'll see the dog will stand there and he'll kind of shake it off and be like, whoo. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they'll look at you and you're not saying nothing. And you change the tone of voice or you use this tone of voice. Hey, bud, come on, let's go. You know, act like you don't even know what the hell's happening. Right. That's not going to look at you and you're standard, you know, like, come on, come and get me. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to and suck right back into that deer, get that ass again. Mm-hmm. Get right back on them, but don't say nothing. Yeah. And they're going to realize, man, that deer's the cause of it because you're not talking. Every time I do we something. Go to the, yeah. We go to the bird and the launcher stuff and the flushing and stuff. You're not talking, so it's between the dog's action and I don't care. If that dog lifts a foot, he's thinking about moving. Mm-hmm. If that dog ribs suck in as you're going through the front, he's thinking about moving. Yeah. Fly the bird before he moves. Cool his thoughts where he's like, man, let him let the milk out a little bit and relax. Right. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Prevent it before it happens. Okay. A general rule of thumb, okay. And, and it's mother nature. It's God's way mm-hmm. of making things safe for for things against predators or for life in general, mm-hmm. usually, usually, bird scent will die, I give or take 7, 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the evening. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So.